welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. I'm Taylor. This week we are going to be talking about a league of our own. A league of their own. It's theirs. It's not ours. <laughs> it's, it's not it's ours. Theirs. It is definitely not mine. Um, a league of their own, which is on Amazon Prime. And should be an interesting discussion. I think we had some thought. We have some thoughts. We have some notes. And so, yeah, we'll get into it. But overall, I overall, I liked it, though. That, that I Well, speaking for myself, that almost sounded like I hated it. But I did not hate it. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean. I just meant it's rare. It's It's been a while since we've kind of had any critiques for a show. And so I'm excited to actually have some sort of discussion i guess yeah okay because overall i liked it i liked it too first tv news jordan what do we have this week well they already have renewed house of the dragon for season two um which is interesting because like i didn't know if it was intended to be one season of like one story kind of thing so that's kind of interesting and then um, the Hollywood Reporter also said um, HBO has at least seven Game of Thrones spinoff projects in development right now. Like in it, like that House of the Dragon is just one of seven. And I was like, seven? That Did is- you see the quote this week by the Game of Thrones guy? What's his name? Martin. Mm-mm. How he wants it to be the like Marvel. <laughs> I mean... I guess that's not that far fetched. I feel like that's like sounds like such um an overwhelming idea. Mm-hmm. But like it's it's popular enough to do that. There's enough content clearly in characters. But but that just seems like a burden. <laughs> Even though and that's saying like I really liked the first episode of the show. So it's like it's stuff I'll I'll probably I'll watch, but it just sounds like overwhelming yeah especially as people who are kind of burned out by marvel yeah it's just it feels like but do we need that but i guess Hmm. it's kind of nice because they literally it's like a world that is like made up anyway so you can literally do whatever you want yeah totally well and it's i'm like i'm coming from i'm trying to to think if i like before Marvel started burning me out, I liked most of the Marvel movies kind of mm-hmm. early on. And so I'm like, if, if you told me that what Marvel would become like it is now back then, I would, I've been like, cool. Sure. You know, like would I've been wary of it. Like I am of this. I don't know. It's just, but that's just how it is. That's how star Wars is now too. Yeah. Are they going to have like a game of Thrones theme park? Like there's Marvel That's what, land. I was, we were thinking the same thing because I was literally just thinking about what kind of rides they could do. I mean, like what would be scary. <laughs> like it wouldn't <laughs> it would be, be really scary. like joyous. 21 and older park. <laughs> yeah. There's it's just like basically a brothel. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say they would have to have brothels. I don't know what else mm. Game of Thrones is known for. I mean, like, I don't know. It's not like. Harry Potter, where they like have all these yummy foods they're always talking about. It's like everyone's like starving to death and freezing to death, or 
being beheaded and like i guess it would it just be like a renaissance fair like because that's like medieval theme park (laughs) (laughs) but like i don't know hornier and i I don't know that is i i wow that that one quote has sent me on a whole spiral i'm glad you agree because i meant to bookmark that and i forgot so i'm glad you brought that up and that i remembered and we could discuss because yeah it's pretty wild to think about it'll be interesting too because it's like every person you can think of is like in a marvel show or movie and so like is that going to be then game of thrones also probably good question because something i was thinking about while watching the first episode of house of the dragon is that they're pretty good at like choosing um like actors that are kind of not super well known yet Mm -hmm. there's like a select few that like were recognizable but like other than that like they're pretty like underground and then obviously they come out of it being like super mega stars so that is kind of interesting yeah Where marvel has the opposite approach mm-hmm. I, feel like. I wonder too because it's like they know that everyone's gonna watch the game of thrones things regardless of how famous the people are in it and marvel it's like we need to get everyone to come see this movie even if they don't care about this random superhero that no one's ever heard of so let's cast someone famous or something even though at mm-hmm. this point like everyone will go see it yeah but wow that is really interesting and then would there be movies? Hmm. So many questions. So many. I would prefer them to stay with shows. You can just do so much more with a TV show. It's like, I prefer the Marvel shows to the movies. Yeah, I agree. Hmm. Wow, that is fascinating. A little quote from George. <laughs> <laughs> Our friend George. <laughs> I saw this trailer and I actually didn't even watch the whole thing. Have you heard of this uh, HBO Max show with Elizabeth Olsen and our friend Landry? Um, Did we know they were going to be in a show together for on HBO Max? What is the show? Love, is is, it? Love and Death. I don't know. I don't know. I just was shocked because I feel like I would have heard about this. That sounds vaguely familiar, but maybe I'm just mixing it up with Life and Beth. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, Jesse Plemons is always in things, you know? Everything. Wow. And is it, like... I just think they're a fun combo. it already has a trailer, so it's, like, kind of soon. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that is a really good combo. Really good. She's a good actor. Mm Mm-hmm. That's... I don't know anything else about it, so I guess we'll see. And with that title, it could literally be anything. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the reason it even caught my eye is because the preview is very short um but like she's a mom who's like i've been everything that like a wife is supposed to be like with the house and kids and the cooking meals and so i was like this sounds like extremely like wandavision like is there a wandavision yeah. 2 coming and then i don't know what it is that's she's getting typecast as like mother figure frustrated that's housewife that's funny too because you're a marvel head like you no Wanda's story. I never saw the Doctor Strange that I know she's in. So it's like, wow, what a, a Marvel callback from Taylor. Wow. <laughs> Just trying yeah. to impress everyone. That is fascinating. And no, I did not hear that. Wow. I'm. We'll see. All these. This news is already has me reeling. So we'll see what happens. 
I saw that they announced, and I think there's a trailer, but I haven't watched the trailer yet, but they announced a new Noah Baumbach movie on Netflix called White Noise, starring Greta Gerwig, Adam Driver, um, the He usual. looks so bad. I've never seen him look uglier, <laughs> truly. I'm glad you said that, because I saw so a picture sad. of him, and I was like, I wonder if it's, doesn't he have kind of lighter hair? I think he needs, like, dark black hair or something. But yeah, um, it's just like it's also the hairline. I saw like one still from the trailer where he looked so weird. It was like he was like right up in the camera, and I was just like, "Yeah, whoa!" You the trailer was wild, and I'm very excited. It looked really good. I don't know what's happening, but it looked like culty, end of the worldy, um. Yeah, like, I don't really know what's going on, but I was in. Cool. Yeah, I'm glad um, because it's, like, the first Netflix movie in a while that has me actually intrigued. I feel like there's been a lot of stinkers lately that just seem kind of lame. Um, So I was very excited about that. Me too. And I, but I was also kind of annoyed because they released the trailer and then it's just coming soon. They don't even have a release date, which I thought was <laughs> weird, especially for Netflix. Yeah, that's stupid. Wow, that's annoying. Yeah, I'm looking at the poster and yeah, it just says coming soon. That could mean literally anything. Literally. Cool poster, though. I know we've talked about this before when we talked about books becoming TV shows, but um, one of my favorite books that I read last year titled everything i know about love by dolly alderton was turned into a tv show and it was released in the uk a while back i think on like bbc or something and it finally got released on peacock just barely in america and you know what i had covid i watched the entire season in one night and i loved it i was bawling my eyes out last night at like 1 a.m it was it was really good. I highly highly recommend it, and it was even worth it with what having to watch commercials. I was gonna say so, glowing review even with ads, which really tells you a show is good. Yeah, it's very fun, and I'll probably even talk a little bit about it while we're talking about a league of their own because I have some thoughts. We'll come back to it. Cool. Um, my last piece of news is that um, they announced Paul Rudd is joining the Only Murders in the Building cast for season three, um, which I haven't watched yet. I saw a spoiler from a news site on Twitter, which was really annoying to me, but still excited that Paul Rudd's joining the show. I feel like um, that's a pretty big, like he's a movie star. Like that's pretty a big mm-hmm. new cast member for the show. Like, it's not like the, the main three are all very, very famous, but as f- like, um, I've, I feel like they're the most famous and he's also now very famous to be added. So that's exciting. Well, it's already, it was already kind of interesting that they had like three main characters that were so famous and now they'll have a fourth. It's like not very common for a show to have four big A-listers, all regulars, you know? Mm-hmm. Totally. And... I mean, he's not like I know. I just said he was a movie star, and also realizing like he really is barely in any TV. He was in that one Netflix show that we watched that wasn't good. 
remember her? he's like a clone <laughs> or something like that and it was really yeah, dumb a clone of himself but like other than that i mean he was on friends a million years ago and like other than that it's like only movies so mm-hmm. it's pretty big yeah people are loving season two have you started that one yet i haven't i was going to but then i have watched so many other things instead yeah <laughs> sometimes you're just like even if you like a thing it's just like not what you want in that moment but people have said Mm -hmm. we'll we'll obviously have to watch it and um sometime soon and people say it's good so should we watch that for next week well we just made an executive decision we're watching it next week so tune in next week (laughs) for our full (laughs) review (laughs) my last piece of news um heading over to our succession corner um (laughs) they announced some returning cast for season four and Alexander Skarsgård is coming back and also uh so many other people like uh Kendall's personal assistant girl love her she's coming back wow and she kind of disappeared too mm-hmm Naomi Pierce and Nan Wow. A.K.A. Cherry Jones. So lots of returning people that I was kind of surprised by. So I'm I'm excited. Yeah. Like what is I really like knowing which characters it is because it's like, okay, what is going to happen? Like, why are those people coming back into the plot? Yeah. They also mentioned Stewie, which I was like, well, duh. I'm confused why Stewie's not just like part of the full on cast. I don't get that. But oh, well. Stewie's going to be the CEO someday after all this. <laughs> like, eventually, I Logan's hope. just going to be like, Actually, you know what, bad, fine. <laughs> it would be funny if, like, Stewie teams up with, like, Tom and Greg. <laughs> and, like, hey, don't rule anything out, you know? I know. Anything's possible. Because I feel like Tom has worked with Stewie a little bit, right? I mean, yeah. I think so. They, that that would, it would be an interesting dynamic because like neither of them are directly related to logan so they would probably be really competitive with each other like getting his respect mm-hmm. interesting very on to our top three um a league of their own was the inspo for this one which of course because it's the only show we're talking about today <laughs> But well, maybe they forgot because we were talking about Game of Thrones for so long. <laughs> That's true. Good, good point. Which we said we weren't going to do this week and we haven't even watched the new episode. Oops. I know. Oh, well. There's just, I mean, there's just so much to discuss every, you know, it's, we can't help it. Can't help it. We can't help it. Um. Okay. So for our top three, if we were on the baseball league, who would we want to be our coach? Who would we want to be our chaperone? Um, a chaperone in the show is like the person who makes sure everybody's getting everywhere on time, acting appropriately, and also has to go out on um, their dates with men if they <laughs> if any men want to take them out, which I thought was funny. Yeah. Um, and then who we would want to be our roommate. Jordan, you go first. So for my coach, um, obviously, like, I would want to choose. There's a, there's some great TV coaches. I didn't <laughs> let myself choose Coach Taylor, even though he would be really good and really respectful. But you didn't let yourself. I tried to go out more outside the box a little bit. So 
Um, and my three are really random. Just to just telling you up front. So I okay. went with Tiffany Haddish in the after party as the coach. <laughs> Um, because like she's an authority figure and, but she, and she would want to do a good job, but she would also like get to know everyone well and keep people focused, I think, and do a good job, but also be nice. I love that. She would be great. Thank you. She would be very, um, you would listen to her, I think. Yeah. I think she could command a room and a field. Yeah. Um, for my chaperone, um, another super random person, um, I was trying to think of, like, women of a certain age, you know? Too old to be on mm-hmm. the team, but old enough to be kind of a mother figure-ish. And I said Molly Shannon in I Love That For You, um, <laughs> which we just watched recently. Probably, I don't know how many people listening to this have watched it. You should. <laughs> but I feel like, I mean, she's basically Molly, just... She's being Molly Shannon in the show with like a little extra quirks thrown in. And so wouldn't that be fun? Um, and I feel like she would really take care of the team, but also probably let you get away with a lot. And so I feel like that's a great chaperone. Yeah, that's a really great answer, actually, because in the show, she was like she was very good at kind of like taking the new girl under her wing and kind of showing her around without like having there be like weird like jealousy type of thing like she was just like mm-hmm. very nice and yeah that was a great a really great answer thank you and then for roommate i picked natasha leone in russian doll um she really would fit the vibe of the team like the rest of the team she would fit in really well and everyone would love her um she would be a really funny and fun roommate I even feel like her, like, casting her as an actress would have fit in really well in this show, too. She kind of has, like, I feel like she, well, I guess we kind of saw on the show she can fit in with, like, any decade. I feel like I could just kind of, like, picture her in this show. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I picked her. <laughs> I think that's a great answer. And I think she would fit in perfectly. Okay, my coach, I said Tammy Taylor. She could get some lessons from her husband but she could hold Mm -hmm. her own and have her own team oh and i would love that we'll talk about commanding a room yeah she's great at it people would respect the hell out of her Mm -hmm. and do like me currently yes no matter if it's in the past or the present (laughs) (laughs) um for a chaperone i said joan from mad men i felt a little on the nose but She'd be perfect. But it would be interesting to see her because she would kind of be like, like Mad Men Joan would kind of be like the rebellious gal, kind of like sexy girl on the town, like wants to sneak out. Mm -hmm. So to see her as the chaperone vibe would be really interesting. Yeah. Like she could, she would still like teach the team like manners and like how to present themselves in public and like Mm -hmm. in interviews and stuff. But I think she would still let them kind of do their own thing and not be too uptight. Totally. As long as it didn't inter- interfere with the persona of the team. Yes. Well, and she's like, like she knows advertising. She knows how to market the girls the right way and exactly. all that stuff. That's a, that is genius. They should cast her in this show. They if should. Do- she would be great. I don't really know if they're doing a second season. I've saw like conflicting things online. 
Okay, that was one of my questions because the way it ended kind of left it a little open. Totally. Um, hmm. And so anyway, if they if they do for sure do a season two, I'd love to see her in this. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, and for my roommate, it was funny because I was like looking at all the shows I've ever watched before and like trying to find people who like played sports like because like who would actually be on a sports team uh-huh and I was realizing that soccer is like the only female sport they ever really feature in tv like whenever they have like uh a character who's like sporty they always play soccer I think that is really interesting that's so true and it's even actually hard for me right now to even think of the soccer times in shows for girls right now like who like what were some of the ones you were seeing um the girl from never have i ever soccer mm, player yes i mean yes. the entire yellow jackets team it's oh my just gosh like, how did i not even think about yellow jackets a show about like girl athletes but yeah you're right yeah. soccer soccer i feel like i mean because this will get into it too um kind of just like how much more queer uh the show league of their own is than the movie which is like very not queer and i actually saw a tiktok from an interview with rosie o'donnell talking about that it was really interesting um it's almost like soccer is like the sport that like straight girl characters in shows are like allowed to play almost is there something there i think that there is it's like soccer is like the most sporty female athletic thing they can have a character play like and make it still like sexy and cute so i don't know weird. like just like thinking of like bend it like beckham and like i have lots of thoughts that i like didn't really realize that unless the show is like about a specific team and like sport it's always soccer yeah that, i don't know maybe it's also like there is also like the universal factor of soccer, I guess, where it's like literally worldwide sport. But yeah. like baseball is also very it's like baseball's played in a lot. I mean, at this point modern times, obviously like look at the Olympics, every every country plays yeah. sport. <laughs> but maybe like kids like on a team, I don't know. I don't really have I don't have any uh evidence to back this up, but I don't have I any don't evidence know. either. It's just an observation I made. It's a very to bring up. It's a very good and interesting observation. Hmm. Um, but for my roommate, I chose someone who's not sporty at all, just because I thought she would be fun and also could use some female friendship. And that's Fleabag. <gasps> wow. She, I mean, she could u- love that team mentality, you know? Yeah, I think she could really benefit from being surrounded by a bunch of women from different walks of life and get her mind off of all the trauma and rejection she just went through. (laughs) Also, it's great synergy as another Amazon prime um, IP. So good work. Exactly. (laughs) Thank you. I'm also proud of us. We both picked female coaches. I mean, we had to, this show is so female oriented Mm -hmm. and how could we not? Okay, what are your thoughts overall on A League of Their Own? And who would you recommend it to? <laughs> well, that's a tough question because it's like, well, not homophobes. <laughs> Honestly, those are the only people I wouldn't recommend it. Actually, I would because I feel mm. like this show really does 
it like taps into queer relationships in a very like a very natural like not in your face way that I think a lot of people could receive well even if they don't usually intake queer media that was kind of my vibe hmm, that's a really good point actually especially too this is not a show at all where there's like a token queer character because I would say the majority of the characters actually are queer on some level you know Mm-hmm. um and so when you have so much representation you can have so many different um storylines going on of like all different kinds of personalities like it just that's why representation is overall so important because you can like learn that not every queer person is the exact same or not every person of like even like never have i ever for example an extremely diverse cast um not every person of color is the same. So it's like, that's why the, that's the benefit of not having a token, um, like minority quote unquote, you know? Totally. So totally. yeah, I like that point a lot. Um, overall I did really like this. I, um, I was, I think I was a little worried because I do love the movie and I didn't really know. Was it like going to just repeat the movie in a show version? And it really didn't at all. It was extremely different totally different characters um my only thing that that um surprised me not as not in like a horrible way but I was like this was marketed as like a comedy like oh laugh out loud comedy all the time and I didn't really think it was very funny at all um even maybe sometimes when it was kind of trying to be funny except for every single time Kate Berlant said anything it was very hilarious Mm -hmm. and I think I would feel like that even if I weren't already biased towards liking her um but yeah overall I thought it was really good I think especially at the beginning the episodes felt like really really long because there's like there's so many um characters and things going on and you have the main storyline with the peaches team and then you have a separate like also main storyline of max um uh she's and she's a black female baseball player trying to also play baseball but um she's not allowed to join the peaches and so it's like but they're both equally like main plots and at first it was kind of overwhelming that it's like whoa like everything is um happening (laughs) i don't know how to explain (laughs) it but then i felt like i kind of got in the groove and um was able to not feel like the episodes were like overly full if that makes any sense at all that's exactly kind of how I felt about it I I also was kind of shocked at the beginning at how not funny it was and I'm still kind of confused on if that was on purpose or not like do they think it was funny and it just didn't land very well um I'm not totally sure about that but in the end, it mostly just felt like really heartwarming and like special. And I think that they did a really good job with like the amount of characters that they had to balance Mm -hmm. and spend time with. I felt like they all kind of had equal like playing time. And I like felt like I got to know each of all the characters that I wanted to get to know enough. Um, Except for um, Kate Berlant. I need a little bit more from her. Yeah. I'm curious about her backstory, um, but 
yeah, I felt like that was done really well. And I cried a few times in the end. Like it was very sweet. Mm-hmm. And like watching it, I was just thinking about how it's honestly, a lot of it was like about their like, like there were, were a lot of storylines about their sexuality and like the show as a whole mostly was just about like female friendships, which I thought was really special and cool. And that was something back to that show I was talking about earlier, everything I know about love on Peacock, which is also a show that's basically like through romantic experiences, finding out that your real love is like your friends and like female friendship. And I just think that it's really interesting because it feels like there are a lot of shows about like quote unquote female friendship, like sex in the city. But a lot of it is like, super focused on romantic relationships and like this one it felt like the romantic relationships kind of were a side piece and the overall in the end it felt like it was mostly like the friendships between all of them which I thought was really cool and special and I really liked yeah that's beautiful because it's just true it's just like um especially as you get to know these girls better the characters it's like most of them have been so isolated because they feel so different from mm-hmm. what society wants them to be and so here on this team they're able to finally have that camaraderie of like people who don't really question who they are and they fit in even though they aren't like changing to fit a mold but they fit in here with their quirks and differences and it is really fun yeah it's so beautiful i have a weird complaint let's there. let's hear your word complaint well I love um, Abby Jacobson, but it was really hard for me to see her as not Abby from Broad City. I felt like her character was like almost exactly the same as her Broad City character. And it was Mm -hmm. really hard for me to get over that mentally, especially because I felt like everyone else maybe either was an actor I'd never really seen in much before, like a lot of the girls Mm -hmm. on the team or like Darcy Carden to me looked they like she looked and acted like she was straight out of the 40s you know like mm-hmm. she was very she convincing. was so good yeah she ruled and just like fit in so perfectly in the time period and like abby felt like um like a modern person like in this time period i don't it's like and i don't think she was bad like i i like her and so i liked her character but it was like hard for me to separate her because i felt like her um mannerisms and everything was like exactly like on broad city i completely agree i really really struggled with it and i was kind of surprised since she was like one of the creators of the show yeah i wish that they would have had her kind of break out of her feelings of confusion and like insecurity earlier because Mm -hmm. once she was like confident with herself and like coaching and like being kind of a leader i liked her a lot more but like Anytime it was just like her on screen, I was just like, I wanted to shake her and be like, come on. Like, it was just like too much of the same thing over and over again. And I was just annoyed and I was sad. I, I totally agree. I think that like, oh, like you were saying earlier, like I want more of Kate's, Kate Berlant's character's backstory. And there's a lot of other team members that didn't really get a lot of screen time that we mm-hmm. could have maybe used some of the time of Abby having the same dilemma over and over. Um, 
we could have spent more time with more teammates. Yeah, I completely agree. Which is a bummer because she's like the main character. I know. But. It was really interesting. I would I would maybe to contrast that, one thing I thought about um Max, who's played by uh Shantae Adams, who I hadn't I haven't seen anything before. Um, especially in the first half of the show. Um, I always I always liked Max, but they like let her be like she was pretty annoying and imperfect a lot. Like she was a bad friend a lot to her friend whose husband just left for war and like was only obsessed with the whole baseball thing and like almost like tunnel vision and like I don't know like and but but it didn't really bother me I was like it felt true to her character and I liked that they like kind of let their other main character like be so imperfect and make so many mistakes while and you're Mm -hmm. still rooting for her and I felt like Abby wasn't nearly as like I just didn't feel I didn't feel that for her as much. Yeah, that's a good point. I like that contrast because yeah, I think that Max's storyline came around a lot better because of that, and I wish we would have gotten it that from her. Mm-hmm. My only other weird thing is that it was really interesting to me that Nick Offerman never came back. <laughs> like, yeah, he's like a huge important character. Um. And then, like, he just, like, never comes back. Even as he was kind of having, like, a change of heart a little bit. And then he just, like, disappeared forever. That was Which I would have thought he for sure would have come back when they, like, got big. 100%. I thought there was going to be a whole thing of, like, now that they're actually really good and winning and are famous and stuff, that he would be like, oh, like, well, now I'm back to, like, reap the benefits. And then I'll be like, no, we want to keep Abby as our coach, you know? Yeah. But yeah, no. I was shocked when I even saw him come in because I didn't realize he was even in it. But then he was gone before I knew it. Yeah, we hardly knew ye. All right, well, who's your crush of the week? I just have to give it up to my MVP, Kate Berlant. She, yeah. I couldn't believe how, like, I mean, like, I can believe it because we love her. But I just felt like she was, like, effortlessly funny in a really quirky, weird character. So that's another contrast to Abby because like Abby was basically doing Broad City the whole time and Kate could have been doing one of her like lofty characters where she's like over dramatic. But it was like it was a very it was a twist on what she does with her comedy, I feel like. And mm-hmm. it was a very like I totally Shirley was like my favorite character. She was so weird and funny even even amongst a whole group of weird characters you know like mm-hmm. she just she was awesome i loved her in this yeah i loved her too and i agreed i i honestly was like expecting her to be just like the kate we all know yeah she was great um i'm going to give it to darcy carden i was surprised i honestly haven't really seen her in very much and i mean i guess barry um, but I mainly know her from The Good mm. Place, which I haven't watched. I was I halfway through. I remembered that Darcy is in Broad City. She like yes. works at the gym. I totally forgot about that. And I was like, that is really funny to remember her character in that. And then now they're in this together. And I was like dying. I thought that was so funny. I just I thought I just really like her. I was kind of surprised. I was kind of expecting her to be like annoying to me. I don't know why. And. 
but I thought she was great. And also, I just looked up her age, and I am shook because she's 42. And that seems shocking to me. I would have guessed she was, like, 35. Yeah, me too. Wow. Anyway. She looks great. She totally, like, she looked amazing in, like, 40s hair and, like, the outfits. She looked so cute. Yeah. She she looked like she belonged, that's for sure. All right. Well, there you have it. Something to watch if you are in the mood for not a total comedy, more of a, like, drama, fun, warm feeling type of show. Yeah. Next week, we will be talking about Only Murders in the Building Season 2. So can't, can't wait. wait. Jinx. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.